0: Up with this list something the whatever face podcast
1: oh but you at least gotta get the name right
0: <laughs> is that <laughs> not, is not it,
1: it? whatever face is, is it is that what it's called no that's what they said it was okay, called okay, whatever okay. face Podcast. i thought you were just <laughs> missing it i'm like
0: blind fury face welcome <laughs> up here <laughs> i was about to say i want some
1: jamaican horns but that was better
0: <laughs> this is your first solo performance up here. Um Tiff, how are you?
1: Good. How are you?
0: I'm doing all right. Um I am trying, right. trying to avoid I was gonna right say, I'm doing all right because I'm trying to avoid putting hands and feet on my son because he called me and threatened me over FaceTime and I didn't appreciate the tone in his voice. Uh <laughs> I'ma send Rich the video, but he, he was a. Uh, he had put blue dye in his hair because he wanted. Uh, he wants to be Sonic. My son wants to turn into Sonic, so he put blue dye okay. in his hair, and he uh, he went off on me. I'm gonna send y'all the video. Um, I'm a matter of fact. Let me send it now. I'll let you watch it right now. But he went off on me, and I'm trying to uh, avoid going home and running down on my son for uh, him in Gangster.
1: Blue hair. Sonic.
0: Yeah, he wants God. blue blue hair. Yeah, blue hair.
1: Now, um, did he go yeah. old school and do it with the Kool-Aid?
0: I don't know how he got it. I'm more so um, angry at him twice because I ain't got hair, and he does, so the fact that he can do all this extra <laughs> stuff, I think he's showing off. But I, I just sent... Um, <laughs> I just sent Rich the video. Um, That's my man though. Uh, You're up here because, I'll let you get the video and then I'll start. But yeah, that's him going off, if you can hear it. Did Rich leave? the video, Rich!
1: He's a baby.
0: <laughs> yeah. He 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 pulled bass in his voice when he was talking to his old man. Cow
1: cow bunga dude. <laughs> that, that was just the icing the on goodness. the
0: cake. <laughs> that was icing on the cake. His cow bunga dude, I felt like it was a double slap, so.
1: That is adorable. I mean, I, I hope when you get back, there's not blue dye everywhere, but I mean, you know, self-expression is everything.
0: I mean, that's him and his him and him mama going, uh, I'm sure she <laughs> did it however way she did it. But um, yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tiff, I brought you up here because I am doing a series where I'm celebrating African-American women in corporate america
1: all right i appreciate it
0: see see me
1: out here thinking about y'all i mean you Um, ain't out here reckless and nothing, so you know you're doing good highlighting so we appreciate
0: (laughs) 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 but yeah so i all right this is going to sound all over the place because i did very little research for you because i wanted to have the conversation with you okay but the very little that i did do correct me if i'm wrong are you into marketing i am okay all right see my my googles do work all right cool (laughs) all right now explain to me what you do in marketing you don't have to say who for but what exactly you do in marketing
1: so jansen co is a digital strategy firm Mm -hmm. so we do an array of things from content marketing to inbound marketing um primarily in the online space um you know we we do getting to uh over the top television that we uh streaming primarily podcasts we you know can do a lot of content creation there. So we uh, we have our, our digital footprint uh, in some areas. And so we work for nonprofit and for-profit sectors and private sectors. And uh, right now our primary focus has been uh, various nonprofits. So, but uh, we are expanding. So that's what we're in the middle of right now, little growth spurts. So that's pretty much in a nutshell what we do.
0: Would you would I be lying if I said you were uh H N I C over there? <laughs>
1: I mean I'm, I'm glad it's H N I C and uh maybe not H B I C, I don't know.
0: <laughs> but uh
1: yeah, um I founded the company back in 2014. So we've been uh going strong for for a minute now, going on eight years, so.
0: I love it. Uh, how did you get your start in marketing? Uh, quick story. I always thought I was going to get into marketing. And for whatever reason, that didn't necessarily happen. I was always intrigued with it. I took a course in college on marketing. And the professor, our assignment for the year was we had to market a church. So he gave us all the same church and we had to basically do a pitch for the church um the pastor actually came in for the pitch and he picked uh the team that won but we had to do a pitch for the church and in that we basically needed to incorporate the different um ministries that they had that was inviting people to come to church and in that project i was like yo this is so dope i always you know got caught up in jingles and catchphrases and looking at like (laughs) apple and what they do for marketing and stuff like that and i always thought like oh you know what i'm gonna end up in marketing and it hasn't quite happened (laughs) (laughs) happened now so uh speaking to you who's in marketing how did you get into it uh what what got you going and what made you say you know what i want to make this not a career path but uh, my 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 job my entrepreneurial venture Ooh.
1: uh i would say probably it's it's not a linear path i will say that it was mm-hmm. it was never a linear path when i was a kid i got a hold of uh, one of my parents computers discovered powerpoint Mm-hmm. All the little animations and stuff. And so I would have family members say they needed a presentation. I would whip it out. They would like, oh, this is great for a kid. You know, for a kid, Can you? what else can you do? So that turned into like creating business cards and brochures. And then um, when I graduated high school, I didn't necessarily want to go to college. I I have never been a student. But when I applied myself, I did well, but I, I just, I hated, I still kind of hate school. <laughs> but <laughs> um, my mom was like, yeah, it ain't an option. So um, went to school and I told her, I'm like, hey, if you're going to, you know, if y'all going to pay for school, you and dad, then I'm going to do business. But I'm going to get like, in my head, I'm like, I'm going to get a hustler's degree. So I got it in entrepreneurship. <laughs> So it's like, I mean, I got the business degree that they wanted, but you know, I'm not really, you know, focused on anything. But um, I got an internship with a um, huge uh, creative agency out here in Dallas. And uh, when I first got there, they had me in finance. Everybody knows I I do not do numbers. You you, you start saying ledgers, and I go cross high. and I was like, yo, this <laughs> is not it. And it was right at the digital boom, uh, digital engagement boom, like around 2008. So um, they shifted me over and I started getting into like coding and, uh, you know, CMS and all these different things. And just, I'm like, yeah, this is, this is my, my thing. You know, I I like this area and um, Mm -hmm. that kind of. Grew and I uh, um, ended up going from that job to actually working for a nonprofit, uh a global humanitarian uh company, well, sorry, organization. And that had me traveling around the world, still, you know, doing marketing for them as far as like creating blogs, you know, I'm in the bushes of Africa shooting film and you know, just trying to garner more support and um. 2014, I was like, you know, I can, I can do this. And so um, I started then and um, had my first client that landed me in London. And I was like, you know, this is my very first client. I'm across the pond. I'm staying here. I, I can do this. And so just fast forward and, you know, here we are. So
0: all right. You you said a bunch of stuff that brought a lot of questions to mind. But um I like you was not a fan of school. In fact, um me and my cousin, we had started a cloven line in high school. And you couldn't tell me we weren't gonna be uh Rock Aware or Sean John. So in my head, I'm like, maybe I got a job already. I ain't trying to go to college and but <laughs> I went and I took business because I'm like, okay, worst case scenario, I get a business admin degree, I can be a, a at least an admin assistant somewhere, like somebody can hire me somewhere. And yeah. no lie to you, when I um had my first conversation with my counselor in college, he probably thought I was hired. Uh, he was like, so what <laughs> you trying to study? And I was like, you know what, it don't even matter because my clothing line is going to be blown up before I leave here anyway. <laughs> And he was probably like, sure, sure, crazy black boy. Sure, sure. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are. And <laughs> it, it didn't happen that way. But like when I took that marketing class, coincidentally, my guidance counselor was the teacher of that class. So it was like he laughed at me when I was like, yeah, so I'm sort of kind of getting this itch for marketing. Um, but you said a lot of stuff. And I want to touch on a couple things. Okay. You get your first gig and it lands you in London. Are you psyched because it's like, oh, wait, this is actually working out? Or are you more tense because you don't know what's happening? You're going across the pond. Like, what's that whole thought process when you, you land a job and they tell you, oh, wait, but it's in London?
1: It was it was both. But one thing I will say about myself, if I don't know anything, I am not afraid to ask questions.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: any question I had, um, I just went and found an expert or somebody like, you know, point me in the right direction. I, you know, I do not believe in ignorance in any form. Uh, mm-hmm. Like the answer is out there if you ask the question. But um It was, I mean, it was a whirlwind. I made a lot of mistakes, Um, but it was, it was the, (laughs) when I get questions, like when I do, you know, these type of interviews and they're like, what's, you know, what's the greatest moment of your life and everything like that. I'm like, I could go the route and I will always say, you know, marrying my husband, you know, that like, that is the top but when they talk we about want like the business, ignorant answer over here say that say that good answer
0: for them you want the ignorant the
1: ignorant no like no the, <laughs> the ignorant business question that i get or answer that i give is the moment i went to the louvre in paris and i and i like i screamed to the top of my lungs um <laughs> i for the sake of friendly ears that are listening negroes in paris while i was in paris and i was like i don't know any other time that i could do this very thing i am sitting where like national treasure was shot and i'm and i'm <laughs> over here just rapping jay-z and and kaya and it was like the the exact uh year they dropped it so it was you know people looking at me and like laughing and like singing along it was it was just a crazy moment but i'm like yeah, you know, I I did this. And so after that, like, nobody could tell me anything.
0: Yeah, uh, you, just so I can get you comfortable more comfortable up here, we are very, very, um, I don't want to say cuss-friendly, but I want you to be yourself. <laughs> whatever, whatever you feel, your heart desires, how you want to express it, by all means, use that uh, heavenly language. To, to
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, heavenly language. but no i mean listen i can bring it full circle being a cultural analyst partaking in the music of my kind my my community in that area was a pinnacle moment for me so see there's there's my marketing chops right there look at you
0: see (laughs) there you go i like that um all right so when you come back from all right back up PowerPoints coding. Now is this around MySpace time? When you start using no, your hands and actually
1: coding? like right before then, uh, MySpace for me what, about oh five, oh four. But um, you know, I didn't realize I was doing any of that like starting from like <laughs> like word processor days, like word processor days, and I'm looking, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, this is what this is, and so. Um I mean I'm talking about PowerPoint 95 with Clippy and <laughs> I'm doing that, you know, animation and then you know that kind of grew into um taking college courses in high school and you know having to do stuff there. But yeah, it was my came along and you know I had my top 16, you know, because I'm coding in, you know, sick, and I have yeah. music playing video, like, you know, I'm doing the thing, and then, you know, you transition, and you just go from, you know, social platform. I don't even know if you remember Zanga. I was on, you know, I'm on there promoting, wow. you know, services and stuff like that, but, yeah, you know, it was my high school, you know, we grew up in that area, you know, AOL AIM, and yeah. so it was very much so uh, a natural, you know, just a very organic transition into marketing, uh, little did I know. So I, I
0: I'll, I'll express my beef with you, uh, gifted uh, developers and coders, is that I hated you guys as MySpaces because where I was over here struggling trying to figure out what it meant and what I was doing, my boy Neil, uh, who like he speaks, I want to say he speaks code like because he just understands it more what way better than I could. His page would be like yours; they would have all these dancing videos and music, and I'm like. <laughs> nigga, how are you doing this? And he had to literally sit me down one day and was like, yo, all you're doing is doing this and you're putting this hair and you're doing this. I'm like, no, break it down like you're saying it to a two-year-old. He goes, nigga, copy and paste it. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, I was literally about to
1: say copy and paste. I mean, it's repetitive. Once you learn like the basics, you can go from there, but it was a lot of copying and pasting. Now, granny, I am no expert. You know, you start talking about different languages and older language and, you know, Python now and all of that stuff. I'm, I know enough to be a liaison between my developers and designers and client and all of that stuff. But, uh, you know, just the basic, you know, just playing around this is what this goes and stuff like that that started early. A lot of I mean, our entire generation coded and didn't even know it. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, How do you feel as, I'm going to do two separate things. A woman in what used to be a male-dominated business in terms of marketing, and an African-American woman in what used to be a male-dominated sect in marketing.
1: The neat thing of where I am, so the intersectionality that I deal with is threefold, if you will. It's being a woman, being black, and on top of all of that, dealing with a disability. So mm-hmm. it provides a unique angle when we come in about, and I have stressed this with, you know, the team is you you have to look at this area because we are in the oversaturated uh, market, uh, mm-hmm. marketing and advertising. Everybody thinks they can do it. Everybody wants to do it. What is our story and what is our strategy? And it's more so we think out the box. I do so because I have to, It co- mm-hmm. <laughs> it comes naturally, but everybody that's on my team um, I encourage that's that's what I look for when bringing people on is we you know the obvious can be done. What is unique and what is new? I'm not looking to do trends. And so, um, the challenges I faced early on were those exact things. Being a woman and being black. I was the only uh, black employee for a year. Uh, when I first uh, started in the agency and then they brought on uh, two additional African-Americans but they were males. Mm -hmm. So there was no sense of belonging in a way. And, you know, there was no, you know, dress code. So a lot of expression of who we are in some areas got tamed down, you know, we might wanted to have worn our j's with the you know shoe strings out because that's just culturally appropriate are. for us yeah. not necessarily for the workplace or you know we like to express ourselves with you know flashy colors or at that time hair in different ways you know micro braids was back then mm-hmm. but you know that wasn't necessarily um, I don't want to say it wasn't accepted but you just kind of knew it was one of those uh, quiet norms, you know, that of that yeah. particular area where you just kind of flowing in line. So a lot of my style kind of, uh, I cold switched, you know, let's, you know, be honest about what it was. So <laughs> you gonna see me in some chucks, some, you know, skinny jeans and probably like a ACDC shirt. And I, I've never listened to not one, I mean, I have now, but back then it was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna just get this. And blend in because I need this check while I'm in school. So, <laughs> and I'm not saying that they didn't, it wasn't that they didn't encourage us to be ourselves. It was just kind of one of those hey, we are a small minority here. Yeah. We're not trying to bring too much attention. We're just trying to get in. So, but now <laughs> differences are celebrated. Um, it's as wild as much. Uh, attention uh we're getting right now for the mere fact of being a woman and dealing with a disability and being black mm-hmm. and so what used to work against me is now working in my favor so when you
0: when you say it worked against you um tell me about a time where you had to fight let's say it was uh you were you had to present a pitch and it was a group of you guys Tell me about a time where you knew you, were, you, you had the better positioning or the better idea, but because you being black and you being a woman, how that negatively, um, like it was a negative experience. I, I guess I'm asking about, you said it wasn't always peaches and cream. Like what, what's an, a time you could point out where you knew your idea was the best in the room, but it wasn't being heard because you're a black woman?
1: So, I will remove the black because it was somewhere amongst my own when I was uh, working in the in space, and it wasn't a creative agency, it was working within the space. Every single idea that I had, they declined. Mm-hmm. And at a minimum of two years later, I would see a competitor do it and then they would adopt it. And it was, that was just the trend for years. And so one day I just, you know, I'm like I'm talking to God, I'm like, yo, what's up? Like, I know, yeah. I know, you know, I'm, 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 I'm there. Like you cannot tell me I'm writing this out. I'm dating them. I, you know, I'm like, this, this is going to be the next thing. And I'm presenting it they don't hear it, it comes back up. And then, then we wanna, you know, I'm like, why can't we be early adapters? You know, why, why do we keep coming behind? And I'm like, y'all are not listening. And it just kept at. And so I just took all of my concepts, stuck it on a hard drive and just stored it away. And once, uh, I, you know, the company had, I had already started my company. I was doing a nine to five, five to nine. And years later, I would like to say, maybe about four four or five years ago, I pulled them all out. And then I just started selling my concepts. And then I started getting new clients and I would just take every concept that I had presented to them and I would just present it to them. They would love it. We would execute it. They would see numbers and we would have results. And, and I'm like, the mere fact that I could pull this concept from seven, eight, nine years ago, and it's still applicable at that time It you know, it was one of those like I could be mad because they never listened to me, or I could just be happy that like God put it on hold to where I could make money yeah. later elsewhere and just broaden my reach. so. I mean, and it it still happens, but like if somebody like knocks it, I'll just hold on to it. It doesn't it doesn't move me. I know it'll go somewhere else. So,
0: so when you when you're doing concepts, uh, is it just so back then when you were doing concepts, was it just your creativity saying, "Oh, this would be dope," or almost foreshadowing saying, "Oh, I can see the car going in this direction." Let's try to get there before the car.
1: So I (laughs) like and I don't know, you might catch my drift. I like to Floyd Mayweather my work style. I don't really I don't study competition. So I just kind of see where we are in the market and then I like, all right. Like I'll just sit back and I'm like, okay, where would this go? How, like, how could it go? You know, and Mm. naturally, where is the company or the organization going? And then what's the climate out there? And then it's just like, all right, naturally, from what I see, what, you know, what vision they're trying to do is just like, this is the direction. And more, more chances than none is going to go that route because I am staying true to the DNA of the organization that I'm working with. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not trying to make them something that they're not. Put them in spaces that they won't thrive in. It's pretty much based off of enhancing themselves and them evolving, as opposed to just completely changing to fit a temporary narrative. Uh, narrative.
0: I want to ask you because you've seen the changes literally happen from print to digital to what seems like now um, hashtags and TikTok videos and that progression, do you feel like the latter part, the uh, digital and social media age has, you think it killed marketing or you think it's breathed new life into it?
1: I think it breathed new life into it. Um, I don't think traditional marketing is dead. You just got to do it better. Um, Hmm. You know, like if you're driving, you'll probably still see that billboard. But you got to do something better to make it eye-catching. You know, how many billboards have you seen? What's different? Or print ads only mail that I'm looking at or trying to get at is, is a bill. Outside of that, you trying to market something <laughs> to me, I'm never going to, you know, it's not going to happen. You know, you you just have to think of different ways, you know, traditional marketing, you know, I'm going a, I'm to a put a commercial out on cable. Well, who are you trying to reach? Because if you try to reach the majority of the buyer, you know, the consumers right now, which is our demographic, we are pulling the plug on cable, so you need to go where we are, which is streaming, satellite, you know, mobile. So it's just, you know, I don't think it killed marketing. I just think when you just have oversaturated areas, you just got to be innovative. And I think that's the main problem right now is people are having a hard time being innovative with this massive sharing. A lot of people don't like the quiet space. Uh, that that singular area where you become creative. To me, creative isn't enhancing anything. Creative is producing something from absolutely nothing. And that's Mm. really hard for people to do.
0: That was a bar. Creative isn't enhancing anything. It's creating something from absolutely nothing. That was a bar.
1: I, if you use it anywhere else, you give me my royalties, Corey. I'm not playing with you. Is <laughs> <laughs> that up Nowhere else. No, I I, I like to take
0: uh, quotes and uh, little nuggets I hear from different people and make them applicable to my life, um, <laughs> like just stuff that I can pull up pull pull on when I need to. But that, but yeah, that that's dope. That's going in the back pocket. One of the um more creative ads that I've seen in a long time, Coinbase during the Super Bowl. It was the bouncing QR code around the screen, nothing but changing colors in the QR code. And I was in a house full of people that was like, because it ran so long that you were like, all right, this is stupid. Then you took out your phone and you're like, well, what is it about? So then you you're scanning. And everybody was like, Oh, this is Coinbase. And I sat there and I said, This is genius. Because yeah, it seems annoying because you're just looking at colors changing on the screen, you're looking at a QR code, literally bouncing around, uh, bouncing around the screen, corner to corner, and you're just like, Come on. I guess the budget for this was brilliant. (laughs) And I wanted to speak to you because you mentioned the create the creative part. And I don't want to give, I don't want you to give none of your sauce away, especially not for free. Get you a Patreon and do master classes on. Oh no. no I'm
1: serious. You you know how I feel about uh, speaking or this. You, you the homie this is why this is happening, but you know, otherwise I, I keep to myself. But no, that to me that's brilliant. Why? Because what did you say? I'm annoyed. It keeps yeah. happening. I yeah. gotta see what this is. They force you into <laughs> their world. The, yeah. I will say this, the funniest the funniest concept that we actually executed, uh, and everybody clowned me for it, but we actually did see a retire, and I, it just made me chuckle, is I did funny quotes promoting a cruise. And I put it on the back of the stall while people were sitting on the toilet with a QR code. <laughs> and so we did all kind of like, you know, we did poop humor and just at the end of it, it was just like, it you know, just, and I'm just, I'm just, I can't remember off the top of my head that, that verbiage, but it was something along the lines, of, you know, boss full of crap, time to get away or something like that with the QR code. <laughs> Why? Because I know, one, they gotta sit down, and if they sit down, they are going to be on what they're going to look around or they're going to be on their phone. Well, if they sit down, I got their I got them right at eye shot of my ad, yeah. and if they, I know they're going to have their phone because everybody takes their phone to to the, yeah. to the toilet. So what are they going to do? They're going to scan it, and right then and there, I got them. Now,
0: that's, is that's it purposely illegal. put eye level?
1: I purposely put it on our level. That's
0: yeah, that's genius.
1: So as soon as they sit down, boom, it's right there.
0: Yeah, that that's uh that's genius. Um in your hiring process, or I don't know if you have somebody that does that, I know you said in the beginning that okay, doing A B C is normal. Your resume can tell me you do A B C. But, in your hiring process or your interviews, how do you try to get people to stand out outside of just you know not the robotic questions, but do you have uh, a different approach because you're in marketing to get people like to pull out of people um why they should necessarily join your team, or is it just based off a of black and white and a resume?
1: I don't do resumes um, okay. I do portfolios. And so Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, if our audience don't already know, I am blind. So um, I'll do a question. So let's say I have a copywriter that I'm uh, interviewing or, you know, I want to pull in for like a contractor or a contractor or whatnot. I'll simply ask them, I'll put a pen down and I'll tell them, explain to me what this looks like, what this pencil or this pen looks like. Now, if they give me a generic response, oh, it's a, it's a yellow long pencil with an eraser, then okay, you are not the copywriter for me. But if they Got go you. into detail, there is about a centimeter of lead that's black charcoal hues, then it goes into the actual wood, which is a lighter tan color, Then it goes into a deep yellow borderline on gold, maybe the hex color is this there the the word pencil says this is a vertical with the actual numerical text of two then it has a metal circular uh between the eraser and the pencil and then the eraser it it has been untouched it's in pristine condition it is cylinder now if they go into the that is the copywriter that i want because now you
0: just bodied that you just bodied that
1: so th- that's what i'm saying like with creative questions. If I have a designer and, okay, you know, everybody thinks they're a graphic designer. It's like, okay, I want you to explain your graphic design and the context and the inspiration of what you did. And I'm gonna give you two minutes. And I want you to explain it to me. Someone who has no vision, you tell me your vision. Now, if they can inspire me and I can visualize, what they, what they are putting in their head, what they are formulating in their head. Then after that, it goes for me and then i send it over to my my lead designer because there is a particular aesthetic that I want mm. moving out. And if it fits within that, then we can move forward. But I don't, I mean, yeah, we'll, you know, look at the background, make sure you have the expertise, but it's it's literally the body of work because again, you giving me a resume, you talking about school and I don't necessarily care about school. <laughs> you can be a great designer and have no technical background. I'm not gonna hold you to that piece of paper. I'm like, you you gonna put your body of work on what? A, a sheet of paper, 8.5 by 11? That doesn't do you justice. I'd rather hear your your voice and you sell me on you and what you can do and go from there.
0: I feel like you just Wolf of Wall Streeted me just now. Sell me this pen, and you just...
1: don't make me start beating my chest and do the <laughs> <laughs> do the anthem.
0: <laughs> no, this is and this is why I, I didn't want to really research and I wanted to talk to you and answer, get these questions answered from you because that I always said, again, bringing up my my friend Neil, we. We're doing, um, not we're doing, we're working on apps and we said we were going to start this company and our interviewing process was going to be, yeah, screw the resume and basically what you just said, the creative questions. And I feel like you and I have this similar thing where um, I'll say, you know what, they sh- they should have an app that does X, Y, and Z and not drag my feet, but won't find somebody to, like, get it exactly how I want it, and then maybe a year later, I see another company do it, but it's not the full version of what I said. It's like, oh, these idiots actually tried it, but it's not what it could be. They just, you know, put the beta version out, is what I always call stuff that I don't think is that great. Oh, that's the beta version, because I can always enhance it. That's my mindset, but Um when me and my cousin going back, when me and my cousin were doing a clothing line, he would the way he would write on the clothes is that he would break the tip off of the pen, take the ink out of the pen, close the pen back up so it's just the pen by itself with no 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 point, no ink, no nothing. He would dip the pen in bleach and then he would write on the jeans or on the shirts or whatever have you. And my mother said to him one day, she goes, you know what? You should come out with a, a bleach pen that people can do that. And we were like, we at this point, we are high school. We had no idea how to do any of that stuff. No idea about uh, patents or inventions. And then when Ty came out with it, we were bugging in Pathmark, just like, oh my God, look at the pen. This is what my mother, oh, this is so great. <laughs> And it was just one of those things that was like, okay, you wanted something. You wanted something. You just gotta not be scared about it and do the research and get it out.
1: Pretty much. Whatever, whatever idea you a lot of people will catch me, I'll walk. And because I don't have to look at my phone, I could just be typing and looking up. But if you see my fingers moving, I'm putting an idea in my notes. Or I'll send maybe a, a thought or something to my husband in a text message. At first when we first got married and he would get these random notes, he'd be like, What is this? What am I supposed to do with this? Now <laughs> he don't say nothing. He already know. He's it's just like, oh, this is Tiffany writing her her ideas in our in our text message. Just leave I'm it going alone. Your rain man. Don't. What you say?
0: I said you're going through your rain man. Just getting the idea out. Hey, yeah, yeah. I just I gotta just get the idea gotta...
1: out. And he just he'll just skip over and be like, okay, what's for dinner? But <laughs> but this is I, gotta, I
0: gotta put it down somewhere all right i got two more things and then i'm gonna let you go i promise um what do you see as the challenges with everybody wanting to be viral in terms of marketing what do you see the challenges of a viral moment we we've seen how it's been beneficial to a lot of people but from a marketing standpoint what do you see as the challenges of chasing going viral
1: people because i think tiktok exacerbated this on a whole Mm -hmm. different level but um with everyone be trying to go viral they're all losing their authenticity because it's Mm -hmm. It's like I gotta do X, Y, Z to go after this crowd, and it's it's rare that you just kind of see somebody in their element. And even even those that enter into um, that influencer space as themselves, you'll see them kind of evolve with what their audience likes and what their audi- and what they feel to realize that their audience likes what's in their algorithm, which is everybody mm. else. So you are basing, you know, your content off of likes and your audience and your audience is, is like, yeah, you are one of many in my algorithm. So what I, you know, tend to tell my clients is just like, just we can, we'll do the competitor analysis. Cause that's, you know, that's just what we gotta do. but for the most part just when you are creating your pure content just create it and you're going to attract who wants to buy into that brand and from Mm -hmm. there we'll optimize you know once i can see who likes your brand i can duplicate that customer but i can't I don't want to duplicate a, a fake person because they're, they're not advocates of your brand. You're not going to build longevity with them. They're, they're there for the novelty and they'll go on. But a true brand advocate will come in when you are your true authentic self. And then that's who I want to duplicate. That I'd rather have a brand advocate for a lifetime than just a novelty person for, for one purchase. So...
0: We're here, and I got to ask this as just a little side segue. Our, uh, when you got married, did you guys have branding mores that you had to get past in terms of, like, maybe soap or toothpaste? Did, did Were you one person and he the other person, and you guys somewhere was like, you know what, we could meet the middle? Or were you, I'm this brand heavy, you're that brand heavy, we'll just buy two two of everything... And keep him in the house.
1: No, me, okay. No. I will say this. Rich came down and was just like, I do not I do done left behind there. This is new. What you got for me? <laughs> so I was like, well, cool. <laughs> so <laughs> and it just so happened. Everything that I like is everything that he liked. But then it was a matter of like, and I'm sure all wives introduced their husbands to things they ain't never seen before, heard of. And now, and I'm, i mess with Rich so much now. Cause I'm like, you just, you just bougie now. Like, you ain't heard <laughs> none of this stuff. Like, it was so funny. We were, uh, we were cooking cause that's, you know, one of the things we like to do. And I, he was like, I want hamburgers. And so I was like, all right, cool. I was like, uh, can you go get me some uh brioche buns? And he's like, What? What what the hell is a brioche bun? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, like, go get me a brioche. like, you know, nice fluffy brioche. He was like, I don't know what that is. I'm like, just just go over there, ask for brioche. And so we made the burger. He ate it. He was like, Yo, this, I like it. And everywhere <laughs> we go, he can I get a hamburger with brioche bun? I'm like, hey man. Hey man, everybody don't everybody don't do that. You know, you might want to, but I mean, it's it's just real funny now because I mean, we be going out and he's like, you know, can I can I get the wine list? And you know, I'm like, all right, all right. But he's like, you can't introduce me to new stuff and then just have me go back. I'm like, you know what? Just flourish. So, but no. I go
0: I see brioche bun on a burger. You might get my attention to order that as opposed to. <laughs> your regular burger. I'm being serious, like I, every time, it happened to me last night, as a matter of fact, I was like, oh, brioche bun, you know what? Let's do it. And I looked, at, and I, I'm not even a burger guy like that, but you throw a brioche bun on there and I'm like, all right, nigga, fine, I'll take the burger. Fine, I'll take the
1: burger. but no, like what is so bad is like, I came home with like sesame buns one day, he was like, yo, what's up? I was like, yo, <laughs> calm that east coast down, but no, it just, we like the same brands and stuff like if I got a pair of Jordans he went and got him some or now uh (laughs) you know his thing is cologne and I was like well I have a scent guy he was like a scent guy I'm like yeah (laughs) like and he was like like, well I'm like where do you go He, he was telling me I was like oh no 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 sir we don't we don't do department stores anymore. And like I, mean, I was joking with them, but even my same guy now they best friends, and I haven't seen the dude in ages. And I'm like, yo, listen, I'm gonna need yo your, your expensive taste. To come on, we about going to go into a recession, but no, like yeah, we had the same. You know, we like the same things and brands and stuff. So it, wow. it, it was be really issue.
0: Last thing before I go, and I'll keep it light and we can uh, go on to shows. What's the last jingle that got stuck in your head by? Accident?
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. If Rich heard this, you he will bust out laughing. Okay, you ready? Cause I like to sing it. I'm ready. Okay, ready? Chili, chili. <laughs> every time I could be walking and I hear I will stop and just start twerking just (laughs) it's so awful (laughs) it's so funny that you asked that because I've been like for the last two weeks I have just been saying it randomly. Everyone's like, shut up, Tiffany. I'm like, it just it's so catchy. It's, like it's homemade chili. Homemade chili. And it's 107 degrees outside here in Dallas. I have no idea why I'm saying about chili. It's terrible. But oh, it makes me want some.
0: If if that means they've done their job. And as a marketer, uh, you can applaud when you're like, well done. when somebody else in that you had that effect as someone who's in the business, and you're just like, "Well done, you." You
1: gotta, you gotta find that one sound bite and put it in this
0: pocket. I'm gonna find it, and I'm gonna add it at, at the at the end of this combo because I would, if I had a soundboard, I would add it to the soundboard. But I'm gonna add it at the end of this combo. So if you listen to this, stay tuned to the very end. Don't just cut it off as we finish talking. I'm going to have that sound bite so that you can it can be stuck with you for the rest of your life.
1: Listen, you need to tag him when we post this. And I want, me and Carl, we getting, we getting free chili since listen, we done promoted this. We getting free chili in the summer.
0: Summer in Texas and summer in New York, I think might be neck and neck, but the humidity up here might be, we might age nah, a little bit.
1: It ain't neck and neck. The devil is pooting outside right now. It is ridiculously hot. We are not the same. We are not. I will take a a New York summer over a Dallas morning anytime. You just you go outside and you just swing at the air like Cuba Good and Junior. You just it is just that hot. (laughs) Is
0: it all year like that or just the summer?
1: No, it is just the summer. I cannot wait till September. I mean, you got to be a vampire here in the summer. It's just like, we are just not coming out when the sun is out. It's just, (laughs) it is ridiculous.
0: See, and I I follow this real estate agent in Texas, but I don't think I could ever move to Texas because I personally can't do heat. I start um, cussing like a sailor when I get too hot and I get annoyed very easily. And I don't think Texas would be conducive to that environment. If um, I know already that it's going to be hot.
1: No, your your boy came down as Richard Martin, but he is currently Pedro Martinez because that's how quickly he didn't got out (laughs) here. I mean, I was like, dude, it is is nothing to play with out here. You stay hydrated or that's your life. So. Oh
0: man. Uh, you you know how this goes. I need a show or movie suggestion from you and all you people that are going to say, well, how is she going to give a show if she's blind? Shut
1: up! <laughs> uh, uh, man, I'll do well, my favorite show is Bob's Burger. That is my, I guess you would call it like my guilty pleasure. uh. Okay. And I mean, I, I am a fan. I know all the episodes. I got the t-shirts. I got the cookbook. Uh, Did you see the movie? So funny thing, I started it last night, completely fell asleep. So I got to <laughs> finish it. <laughs> but I'm going to finish it. But um, that's my television show. As far as movies, ugh. I can't think of one. Mm. Okay, okay. So I've been on this kick. Don't laugh at me. I'm, I'm like extremely late, but I'm doing it in chronological order because I'm cool. I'm just gonna say I'm cool. <laughs> I might not be, but Star Wars.
0: You know, like, I've, the I've never watched one Star Wars movie all the way through. I've seen like pieces of certain movies but I
1: have never watched one all the way through. See, I'm not, I haven't watched enough to like, come back and be like, you trash, but I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> but like, Rich organized, it. well, I think, well, I don't know if he did or not, but he told me like, this is where you start. And so I've been watching, like, I did the first trilogy, then... Uh, Han Solo, the Obi-Wan, so he's putting, he, he's walking me down the timeline, so, like, I'm getting there, but, yeah, I think I got about six under my belt now between the shows and the movies, so, yeah, that's that's kind of what I've been on lately.
0: See, but the, at least you got somebody to kind of walk you through it and tell you, oh, no, watch it in this order and this is what, like, they basically pull a story together for you. I would have to Blow Rich's phone up and be like, "So who's this? And how's this? And where?" That's what
1: I've been doing.
0: But you're his wife, so it's a little. He got a little more patience for you than me. But see,
1: he didn't. He didn't get me going on this. So my kidney donor, she was like, "Listen, I'm gonna be out for six weeks, fooling with your tail. I'm gonna go watch Star Wars." I'm like, "Star Wars," and so I was like, "You know what? I ain't gonna be doing nothing. Let me do that too." That's how I got (laughs) on it. So. You, but here's my thing this is what I want to say did no like y'all this been out for like decades didn't I don on anybody that like we went from a young white Anakin Skywalker to a full-blown black granddaddy in James yeah. Earl Jones yeah yeah we nobody was there for the continuity, like that didn't make sense. We just, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, so that's Darth Vader where he broke it. I was like, Anakin Scott, that Christian Hadison, that guy, that's that's James L. Jones. That yeah. is that problematic now? No, yeah, <laughs> okay. It was, just, it was just weird to me, but I was like, I'll rock with it, it's fine.
0: Have you been to the uh, the park in Disney World? I don't know the name of it. So no, we're going to the Disney World me. next year. Okay. I hear that's one of the um my two friends just went and they did everything else, but that was the main reason they went. And I think they saved it for last. And they did the whole cosplay and they loved every minute of it.
1: Oh no, if I ever do cosplay, I'm I'm going out. I'm I'm Mystique from X Men. Okay. Okay. Or because I got the whole weird glass, you know, old grandpa Paul eyes that are glossy, I can do Storm. <laughs> so it would just, I just need to find a white wig and I'm doing old school Storm. I ain't doing Holly Berry, all right? I'm doing like either the dreads or I'm shaving the sides and doing the Mohawk. I'm doing the comic book. I'm doing the graphic novel mm. Storm. I'm doing that one, so yeah. My May I, I got the eyes, issue. though I can do it. <laughs> These glaucoma eyes, oh. I got it
0: on lock. <laughs> Oh man. Um my show is actually uh only one episode because everybody knows I'm a whole venger. Um Kevin Hart has his show Heart to Heart and season two opened up with uh Jay-Z. Um, if you have Peacock that's where it is heart to heart Um, movie I haven't seen anything recently that I would like to throw out in the mix but I do want to revisit Saints in Newark the Sopranos uh, prequel that they did
1: what was the Prequel quote? Uh,
0: the Saints of Newark. Many Saints of Newark.
1: I got it. Listen, I, I didn't watch Sopranos. Oh, my I God. Didn't. All right. No, yeah, it's bad. There's there's major show. There's three major shows I have never seen. And whenever I say it, everybody just kind of like, oh, my gosh. It's Sopranos, Breaking Bad, and The Wire.
0: Okay. Those are three that after you finish your Star Wars binge, you have to, in no order, um, I will tell you, for me, Breaking Bad started very slow. I uh, fell asleep on the first episode five times before I actually got through it <laughs> and powered through. But um, Breaking Bad does start out slow. Uh, the Wire, Sopranos, all three of those shows are not must watch because you don't have to watch anything. But those three shows, people have in the top 10 series of all time.
1: Oh yeah. That's why I, one day, see, here's the thing. I don't like watching shows that have endings. Like, like I like to I watch you. them in I got you. Yeah. So, but I mean, I'll get to it <laughs> eventually.
0: Um, yeah, if if you can, Um, Sopranos, The Wire, Breaking Bad, don't have to be in that order, but, um, yeah, you you should watch those. And then when you, wa- before, if you watch the Sopranos, watch the Mini Saints and Newark after you watch the Sopranos before you start anything else, because I'm not, I'm not going to give it away, but the uh yeah, watch it in that order. Watch the series first. I'll watch then it in the movie.
1: Okay. One of their actors just passed away from the Sopranos. Yeah, that's my guy. Paulie Walnuts, man. Pa- Paulie Walnuts. Okay. All right. Paulie Walnuts. Got it. Mm-hmm. That, 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 that's
0: his name. <laughs> but I'm telling you, every character in the Sopranos was written perfectly. Same with The Wire, same with um, HBO knows what they're doing. I'll say that.
1: Now, Breaking Bad was AMC,
0: wasn't it? Yeah, but still.
1: Okay. HBO Same. adjacent. Okay. AMC try, Ad- tried to
0: do <laughs> HBO adjacent.
1: Adjacent, okay.
0: But yeah. Um, Sopranos, You again, not a must watch. When you get around to it, please let me know. I've rewatched Sopranos uh, season one, episode one countless times Um, so I can I can help walk you through it if need be so
1: well that will be the next thing I tackle after all of the Star Wars so many stuff
0: yeah burn through Star Wars I'm gonna tell Rich to give you my number and also if you want can you say the name of your business Instagram page or how people can reach you if they want to have business done with you so i can put that in the the little info as well
1: sure uh you can reach us at jansenco.com that's j-a-n-c-y-n-c-o.com uh if you want to chop it up uh either on twitter or instagram you can reach me at tiffany jansen so t-i-f-f-a-n-i-j-a-n-c-y-n yeah
0: i'm gonna um i'm gonna be having these uh off-air talks with you if it doesn't if you don't mind but i just want to pick your brain in the marketing sense because i feel like yeah i can get a lot from you and just and and just talking to you don't got to be about marketing specifically but just and speaking to you. So thank you for opening that door for me to reach out to you. Appreciate you. I did
1: so much. <laughs> no problem. Uh,
0: I, I really do appreciate you because I know you don't really do these. So when I asked Rich, I'm like, how can I corner her to do it? Do I just <laughs> call Rich and be like, put the phone? Or do I just ask him? But I appreciate you- I told you for, a long time uh, ago.
1: I think you talked about it. I was like, yeah, sure.
0: Yeah, I don't know if that was water cool talk or if you was really saying, oh, yeah, no, sure. Oh
1: no. I if I didn't want to do it, I would have been like, oh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't I don't mind turning down people. It's like, oh no.
0: <laughs> well, I count myself blessed that you did not turn me down. Folks, get your excuses ready. Uh Tiff, I really do appreciate you. This is a great conversation. And I'm using the number two pencil is the name of this uh pod because you really body that so thank you
1: <laughs> i'm gonna come out with a mixtape it's gonna just called it's gonna be like scratch or sketches it's just gonna have a <laughs> a, a, a pencil on the front just that's it
0: yeah yeah because that was bomb.com uh well, thank you Steph, love you give my love to rich as well you guys enjoy the rest of your
1: evening and We'll do it, man. thanks.